Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. The human body is a magical thing, but sometimes it's also gross. But just because a story comes from the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast, it doesn't mean you can stand and bask in the wonder about the hows and whys of earwax. Like other secretions, earwax is something that most of us prefer to deal with in private, in, in, in private and it was probably standing in the bathroom window with a finger or Q-tip covered in earwax that someone said, I wonder what I could do with this stuff. And that's why earwax has been used in some cultures and times to treat cuts and puncture wounds and as a balm to prevent dry lips. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it works on lips, but it'll keep me from licking them. I'm saying that (laughs) if I've got earwax on there. (laughs) Well... Would you well, not? That's true. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Earwax and cow manure, they, they work the same thing for the same thing there. <laughs> well, welcome to the Morning Road Show on the Monday edition. My name is Weed, and I happen to be the only person that I know of in the mm-hmm. tri-state yeah. whose house was fired upon by the welcome wagon when I moved in. <laughs> Maybe fired was. upon wasn't the right word, Cliff. But they threw stuff at my house whenever I moved in. (laughs) All right. Well, Cliff, did you have a good fourth? It was okay. Just kind of hung out here at the house. Didn't didn't go anywhere. Didn't do anything. That's the safest way to be right there. I will say that. Yes. uh, You know, I'm I'm happy to report that uh, the drug my dog holiday is almost to an end. So, (laughs) well, (laughs) you know, I was a couple couple more nights and he won't have to take any more pills boy when he has to stop he'll be shaking won't he (laughs) (laughs) you know cliff the fourth of july is a lot like um yeah well it's it's like when america broke up with england and we started seeing other countries you know what i'm saying it's like we (laughs) were in a long-term relationship there with england and then yeah you know our eye caught the uh, fun friend and went hey let's try this one over here for a little bit i didn't do anything either I just kind of well, lounged around, and I don't know. Some people are talking about it, and some people aren't. Um, the uh, the musical Hamilton, the musical, uh, which like five years ago just took Broadway. They won like twelve Tonys out of this, um, and and the movie version of that appeared on Disney Plus over the weekend. Did happen to watch? It's like three hours long. <laughs> So, I mean, I watched that. I mean, that was really good, except you almost need to watch it twice to know what they're saying. So, that was about it on the couch. <laughs> you're um, you're a lot tougher than I ever want to be, Cliff. I'm going to tell you well, that right now. Why is that? Well, first of all, a three-hour movie, that's a, yeah. that's a killer for me. And being yeah. a musical, it's like I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I'm out. I've seen one musical in my entire lifetime all the way and, through, and it was because I didn't know it was a musical, and I already bought my ticket. Well, and when Dolly it? and when Dolly started singing, I went, oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, oh. oh. <sighs> I think I know which one it is. Mm-hmm. 
I had other ideas what the show was going to be about. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not about that at all. Not at no, <laughs> no. And I was, I went in so fired up, Cliff, thinking, yeah. oh, I can't believe I'm going to see this at the theater. And then, <laughs> Dolly Parton never made an X-rated movie. Yeah, well. <laughs> I had hopes there. We the plague, pestilence, and pitfalls of 2020 continue with this story from the country of Pakistan. Since early spring, that country, in addition to the coronavirus worries that we've all had to deal with, has had another big problem as well. Farmers in Pakistan have been struggling since early spring with the worst locust invasion to hit that country in 25 years. The swarms of bugs have wiped out the entire agricultural heartland of that country, leaving producers struggling to earn a living. To battle the devastation, the government has employed a variety of methods, but has tried to steer clear of any form of pesticide. Given the millions and millions of bugs, the amount of chemicals needed to kill them would likely poison the countryside completely. So Pakistan is now paying farmers to collect locusts, which apparently is easy to do in the cool morning when they're not active. You just scoop them up and put them in a bag, and then the government buys the bag, and it's all ground into animal feed. And there's one more thing. The country of China says they're ready to help with their own biological weapon against the locusts. Ducks. 100,000 ducks who are each said to be able to eat more than 200 of the bugs a day thus bringing the level of 2020 now, now down to where all we can do is send in the ducks. But it does bring the question, why does the U.S. not also have a strategic duck stockpile? In any case, the farmers in Pakistan all saying in unison, release the quacken. Oh, oh that's horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I like it, but it's horrible, Cliff. <laughs> We need a universal sign for something, Cliff, and I've been... A universal sign? Yes. You know, there's all okay. kinds of signs in your car, and this happened to me Saturday okay. after I put in another hard, grueling day of work here at Country 98.1 <laughs> right. in the background. Yeah, you, you, did you break out of sweat? I did break out of sweat. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It was that bad. Uh, oh it my. was that bad. Yeah. But I was traveling home on Highway 41, and a guy yeah. passed me in a pickup truck with furniture. And household supplies, like it was moving day on the 4th of July for It was somebody. moving day on the 4th of July. Yes. <laughs> and so, well, you take the time when you can, I guess. I suppose. And this pickup truck, it was like magical. It was like magicians had packed this thing, Cliff, because <laughs> this stuff was so high on there. Not a strap that I could see holding anything on it. That takes real skill. It was like the guys that used to pick on me in school, you know, wedge stuff in there to where it wouldn't come out because <laughs> yeah, the the wedgies that you got from those guys well that took real skill as well that's right you couldn't hardly <laughs> get it out and i think they might have packed this guy's truck for some reason and i thought <laughs> as he passed me and yeah. the stuff is like it's kind of like shaking back and forth as the road makes the vehicle kind of move back and forth and i thought yeah. there needs to be a universal sign for you know that stuff that's tied in the back of your pickup like that that's going to come loose and kill someone. We need to signal you that this is about to happen. Have you ever been behind somebody like that? Oh, oh yeah. And it's like there's parts of that stuff is going to come separated from the vehicle at any moment. 
<laughs> Unless the uh, wedgeroos from Owensville have been working on it, they can That's get it right. pretty well in there. Here's they got Chris. it jammed right up in there. Oh, yeah. Cliff, I read this morning, and a lot of people are worried about their memory as they get older. It doesn't really bother me that much. I never had much of one anyway, so <laughs> well, yeah. I can't really tell. But yeah. they say if you want to keep it, the uh-huh. must things you have to do as you get older is eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and tacos. Oh, tacos, too. Well, I added that one for the married guys. <laughs> oh, <you know>? okay. <laughs> Cliff, did you know that uh, horseshoe crabs and the COVID-19 vaccine are, like, interlinked with each other? Did you know that? I, d- I did not know that specifically, but I'm not surprised. Well, evidently, the horseshoe crabs along the Atlantic coast yeah. may be in danger because their blood... Yeah. is the key to making a COVID-19 vaccine. So really? they're scooping up as many of these horseshoe crabs as they possibly can, working on that vaccine. And once we get it, hopefully we get it, Yeah. the plus sides here, Cliff, well, it'll mm-hmm. be cool to actually finally get this virus defeated and out of our way so we can go back to normal life. Yeah. And we get to grow those giant claws on one hand, which would be kind of <laughs> cool, too, because you could goose people with that. You know, <laughs> no. can you imagine the goosing you could do with those things, Cliff? <laughs> hey, I get it wrong. Huh? Well, have you ever seen a horseshoe crab? No, I don't think. <laughs> they don't have giant pinchers. Oh. I'm a little disappointed now. They don't have they a don't. pincher at all. Well, uh, they don't have the big ones like what you're what you're thinking of. I mean, they got like little little things on their legs to help them get food, but that's it. Oh, not near <laughs> as exciting as I thought it was. I mean, yeah, I want the virus to be killed. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but you thought you were going to get an extra bonus. I did. <laughs> you were going to grow a pincher on your right hand. <laughs> yes, I'd love to have a pincher <laughs> on my right hand. Weed-raising baby penguins in the wild can be a dangerous proposition for parents, and that's why once the eggs are laid, those parent penguins spend very little time away from the nest. Protecting the eggs and their young, they don't even really leave to go to the bathroom. Which is not to say parent penguins poop in the nest. That's certainly not something anyone would want to live with. But they do have a way to make sure the nest stays clean and the baby penguins protected at the same time. They can shoot their poop away from the nest with great force, causing said poop to travel up to four feet away. Scientists have apparently measured and calculated using Newton's equations for the laws of motion, which would be mass equals force times acceleration, and come up with the answer to the burning question. How much pressure does a penguin have in its butt to do that? The answer is about three times a human backside which means someone had to measure that pressure as well. I was sitting here thinking of that same thing, Cliff. Somebody <laughs> somebody had to do that. Had to ask someone else, hey, do you mind? <laughs> Measuring the pressure in my butt. Yes. <laughs> I know. Go right ahead. That's not the oddest thing I've been asked today, as a matter what of fact. Of, oh, no. <laughs> what kind of a gauge do you use for that? Uh, like I don't a know. Fire gauge? <laughs> With a long handle on it. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> Don't, aren't they getting a penguin thing down at the uh, Evansville Zoo? As a matter of fact, they are. They are just starting construction of that uh, this, that penguin house, you might say. Well, you'll know what you'll have to watch out for when you walk by there. <laughs>
stay f- farther than four feet away. <laughs> At all times, yes. <laughs> Apparently, Cliff, your penguin story has hit some of our wonderful listeners right where it counts, right in the fields. <laughs> okay. And we got this voice message not two minutes ago. Okay. Here it is. Morning, waiting, Cliff. Next from Otwell checking in. Maybe that's why penguins walk kind of funny looking. They're afraid to go off while they're walking. <laughs> <laughs> they're afraid they'll go off while they're walking. That's right, because there's really nothing you want to do is more than misfire. <laughs> do you think superheroes, Cliff, they go to some place to audition yeah. for their uh, parts in movies and stuff like that? Well, I'm, I'm sure they do, yeah. I mean, you know, like the guy waddles in and they ask him who he is and he's, you know... Penguin yeah. man. And Penguin then they go, man. Yes, and they go. What's, what's your superpower? Yeah. <laughs> well, you won't believe what I can do. <laughs> and that's why I walk like this, too, that's Penguin right. man. <laughs> Just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any worse, and you had a story about that earlier this morning. That's right. The locust, plague of locusts in Pakistan. Yes. Well, now Asia is in the news yep. because they have a possible outbreak of bubonic plague. Oh, yes, that's correct. I heard about that. Because at this point, why the hell not? Yes, because <laughs> 2020 is already to the point, Cliff. Just a past halfway through it. They're yeah. bored with the new stuff. The COVID-19, the murder hornets and all that. Yeah. It's time now, ladies and gentlemen, to bring back an old favorite. Yes. Here's Classic. bubonic plague. Yes. That's right. An oldie but a goodie. Uh-oh. Welcome to the stage. Bubonic plague. I have missed you. <laughs> I have missed you. Yeah. This is a first. I've never, I've never had this happen before on this program, Cliff. What is, uh, what is that? One of our wonderful listening friends has sent a text message in saying they're going to Dollywood next week, and they wanted to borrow one of my costumes that I have here at Country ninety eight one. Yeah, one of your costumes. Yes, yeah. I uh, suggested the unicorn one. And yeah. he said his wife would not let him wear the unicorn costume to the Dollywood. <laughs> I don't know why. I was a hit when I was down there in that costume, Cliff. You mean when, yeah, you were something. <laughs> Weren't you expelled from the park and I, told not to come back? I was, yes. <laughs> and I thought so that would, you... I thought it would be perfect to have someone else besides me show up in that costume to see if they get the same like... treatment. I've seen that somewhere before. Hey, we threw you out once, and then it's a different person, so they'd have to be thrown out again. And now the bacon costume that I have. Oh, the bacon. See, I probably could see anybody wearing the bacon costume. And says he will wear it if we uh, let him have that. I'm just wondering what he will bring back for us, Cliff, from uh, the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area there. We got to get something out of this if we uh, donate a costume, wouldn't you, you think? Yeah, if you loan him, if you loan him your uh, bacon costume, I would say he should return with some form of gift. Great, because yeah, I don't want it back. Once somebody else has been sweating in my bacon, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Cliff? You've been I know exactly what yeah, sweating no. in my bacon. I don't want it back. Sweating in your bacon. <laughs> when it's time now. For take it to the bank okay cliff as you well know the beatles yeah. were such a popular group in the 60s and then all of a sudden they just announced we're done yes we're out of here and no more of this and mm-hmm. that took the world by surprise and shock 
especially the music world. Well, I found out this morning, Cliff, yeah. that seven years after they broke up and split, people mm-hmm. always were wanting them to come back and do one more reunion tour or one more reunion concert. Right. And they almost did that in 1976. <laughs> Ringo Starr says a promoter came to them and offered them about $250 million in today's money. (laughs) And he said they all called each other and they were going to do it. Yeah. Until the gentleman that was promoting it told them who the opening act would be. Okay. Now, if you got the Beatles, Cliff, to reunite after seven years of being away, why would you even need an opening act for them? I'm I'm gonna go with that. That's an accurate assessment. Um, I mean, you just you you don't need anyone to warm out the warm up the crowd because it's gonna be the freaking Beatles. <laughs> you could have a guy levitating and floating around unaided on the stage, and nobody there is gonna pay attention we to could, that guy. Be like, okay, you're halfway off the stage. Get the rest of the way off so we can get the Beatles out here. Yes. Well, the problem was, Cliff, the promoter had scheduled yeah. a guy yeah. to fight a shark in a tank before the Beatles came up. Lord. And Ringo said, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that you could take mm-hmm. to the bank. be hard to turn down 250 million bucks, though, Cliff, divided by well, four. You're right. It would be. Right about that. Hmm. Put a, you could put anything in front of me if you paid me that one time. That's I don't right. care what don't, you put on I the stage. I don't care who opens. I don't care <laughs> anything. Be safe and remember: use tie downs. Don't just wedge the stuff in there. <laughs> Cliff, anything else said this morning? Can you imagine if your underwear had been tied down instead of just wedged in there? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that, and I don't okay. want to. Okay, good. Uh, let's go for number three. Release the quacking. Oh my! <laughs> number two. Do you mind measuring the pressure in my butt? <laughs> Always going to be number two. <laughs> oh my! The number one morning roadshow phrase for today: Dolly Parton never made an X-rated movie. Nope. Much to my chagrin, she didn't. Cliff, when I was at the theater. <laughs> If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.